This episode of the Boss Rush Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support the Boss Rush family of podcasts, head to bossrush.net or our Patreon at patreon.com slash bossrushmedia. Thanks for helping us build something better. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Darrigan. Alongside me, as always, is the PC Muscle Race himself, Laron Dawkins. Hey, what's poppin'? Hi, Laron. Hey, Corey. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, man. I, f- I feel like it's been, like, longer than a week since I've yeah. seen you. Uh, that's, because, that's because this has been kind of a longish week. <laughs> this, week this week is dragging ass. Oh, my God. Like, Dude. what? You know how long it's you know you know how long it's been since I've seen you? I've seen Ed four times since I've seen you, Laron. That is wild. <laughs> that, how, how, why, why are you doing that many shows of Ed? Because Ed's Ed's going on vacation next week and we needed to do enough shows to cover next week. <clears throat> wait, so. so wait, so how are you padding like 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 Pow Block? Like well, oh, the the week he's off, we are we did our top twenty five switch games. Uh huh. So we didn't do any news or anything, because okay. I mean, there wasn't anything to talk about, so you know, nothing to talk about. We Dude, we're Nintendo talking about news some, is, Nintendo we're news talking is, some Nintendo news tonight. <laughs> not not really. <laughs> not really. Anyways, Laurent, enough of the, enough of this. We have <laughs> we 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 have a special guest in the building from from the Great White North, the the Lens Master. We'll call him it's Andre Wilson. Hey, let me just go park my polar bear and get my maple syrup. What's going on, everyone? Your cops are called Mounties. They are called Mounties indeed, and they ride horses. We're sorry, Mustangs. They have Mustangs. It makes me laugh so hard every time I hear the word Mountie. 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 You make it sound so dirty, Corey. Mountie. Maybe I mean, we shouldn't call themselves Mounties. I mean, okay? it's it's funny to say, but when you see them, you're like, wow, that's a Mountie. Holy. It's literally chapter two of the Canadian Kama Sutra there, Laurent. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. What the wrong. hell? Oh, what man. the hell? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, dude, it's been a long week. Okay. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get through. You know, I've been sick. My throat is sore. It's fine. It's all good. But anyways, mm-hmm. I, Corey I'm, is slowly going insane. Basically, <laughs> dude, I'm already there and back and on my way back for seconds. Okay, <laughs> I mean, um, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's all right. Who needs who needs a brain anyway? Who needs to be sane? Yeah. Oh boy, everybody, everybody having a good week though. I mean, besides it being a long week. Yep. Not bad, not bad down here. The weather has kind of gone from super hot to cloudy, so it's a nice change of pace. But, mm. but I mean, it's not like overly cold. So, mm. next week though, if I'm not, if my phone is telling me correct, it's supposed to jump back up. So, not looking forward to that. But it's nice to have like a a cold front for a bit and then go back up to hot. Mm. It's been uh, it's, it's been it's been warm here. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say hot. 
but it's it's warm. Definitely warm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean it's it's been okay. It's been a it's been a busy week for me though. Um it's been a week. It's uh been one of those. Yeah. So but enough about that. Let's talk about let's talk about video games. Let's talk about shows. Let's talk about movies. We're here to talk about the games and all that jazz. We have. We have. Andre, you're our guest. I am. What are you doing in your life? What what are you playing? What are you Um well I, I just recently hooked back up my PC, so I jumped back into um Destiny. Data. No. Uh, I've I I honestly haven't played Destiny in like two months. Like it's not even like on my computer anymore. Dude, Andre has like Andre has like a love hate relationship with Destiny at this point. Now. I mean, doesn't every Destiny player <laughs> at this point? At this point, from the internet, it sounds like more hate than love. But um, if it makes you feel better though, uh, Andre, I have played like very little of Destiny this season, and I. I barely finished my season pass last season. I don't think I'm going to finish it this season. Damn. I think I'm on level. I think I'm like a level 40, maybe. I just, I feel like that's playing a, other other games. Yeah, right. And I mean, like, that's what we, that's what we're, we're here to talk about. It's just all the games that we've been playing. But uh, uh, I will always love Destiny, but just as, at the moment, it's in a real awkward spot with just the whole community. But I am playing, um, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I'm just uh, I I beat the story long ago, but I'm just trying to like get all the all the sh- I got all the shrines done. I'm trying to get all the outfits, um, all the medals of honor. Just basically like get everything done. Um, I'm I hop back into Days Gone. That's been fun. Um, and I'm playing a little bit of Valorant. Ooh, Valorant. Yeah. yeah, damage is over there now. Is he? Yeah, he's their community manager now. No way! Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, if I ever see him in a game, I'll be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. It's funny. I was, I was, we were uh, talking about that on TC the other day. And nice. It was funny because I was like, man, that's a, Riot is a choice. If you want to get away from angry communities, I'm not sure Riot was the place uh, to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't think if you really want a calm environment, Riot having League and, Valorant is the best idea to, to go to. Yeah. Oh, that's fine, though. Laurent, where'd you go? He disappeared. He had to pee or something. I don't know. That'd check on something, that's all. No, check on he, something enough to turn his camera off. Yeah. That means he had to yeah. stand up and adjust himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like- yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, everybody, everybody, please don't turn to the left. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Uh, anything else, Andre? Anything else that's uh, tickling your fancy? Um, not lately. Um, sorry. Um, ever since Tears of the Kingdom came out, it's been a lot of that. But prior to that, good Lord, I've been playing my Switch like it's the last thing I own. I mean, I've... Uh, Metroid Prime, Persona 4, uh, Pikmin 3, um, Jesus, what else? Uh, Orcrine of Time, um, Paper paper Mario. You have been mashing it out. Yeah, dude, I've just been like, I don't know why, but me and my Switch have just been, have just become one person, I swear to God. (laughs) Man, that's crazy. I'm like, 
I'm like ready to retire my Switch. <laughs> I am, and I've been so tempted to buy an OLED, but just with all the rumors of like Switch Two coming out, I'm like, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. it. To yourself. I'm don't like, do it. I'm like, don't you know, do it. You know what you should do though, honestly, mm-hmm. is like a month, like a couple months before the next console comes out, you should yeah. trade in your current Switch and get the OLED just so you have, like, in case. In case it's not backwards compatible, because you yeah, know it's Nintendo, you yeah, can, right. You'll have like a fresh console, right? That's true. Yeah, like a couple months. I say like a month before the the new one drops. I'm gonna wait and see like what what all the specs are. And for some godly reason, Nintendo takes the biggest L and doesn't make it backwards compatible and screws everyone over. Then I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll buy an OLED. But I just I can't see them doing that because there are so many games for the current Switch. It would just be the biggest why. I know, and like it's. I know people are worried, but Nintendo's been pretty good about backwards compatibility until the Switch, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the Wii was backwards compatible with the GameCube, and the Wii yeah. was backwards compatible with the Wii, and like, and then if I'm not mistaken, Nintendo SD took like GBA cartridges. Uh, the uh. The DS and the DS Lite both took DS, yeah. Uh, thank Game you, Boy thank Advanced you. Cartridge. Well, yeah. I think they. No, I I was trying and and GBA took uh, Game Boy cartridges. So yeah, so like they all kind of took something. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh. I don't know. I'm I'm not that worried about it, but I am kind of worried about it. Um. So especially like digital purchases, you know how many games I've purchased digitally on that thing? And I'm like, man, I don't know if this was like the best idea for a Nintendo console, but here we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my my switch is like I'm like Zelda's might be kind of like, you know, this might be it. Or maybe uh, that Mario game is coming out this fall. Looks really good. Um, Mario, what? Super Mario Wonder? Wonder, yeah. I, I love a good 2D Mario game. Um, so. Uh, but, Laurent, what are you what are you doing? How's the ROG ally? Oh, oh the ROG ally is the ROG ally is my best friend these days. Actually, a better question. What game system are you playing on the ROG ally? <laughs> <laughs> All of them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. So here's here's currently every emulation that I've got going on right now, um, and uh, and you know what I'm you know what I guarantee you like 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 the hawks from like the the, the Ninty Land are going to be looking for me, but I've got I've got NES, Super NES, GameCube, um, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, uh, Game Boy Game Boy and Game Boy Color, um, DS, 3DS. Am I missing one? Oh. Wii and Wii U. Jesus <laughs> Lord. Yeah, dude, the Wii, dude. I and, mean, and, and Switch, and so... uh, basically every Nintendo, every Nintendo system except for the uh, the, the the 3D Boy or whatever this shit was, whatever shit was called. Uh, what uh, what emulator are you using for Wii U? The the Simu one. Simu, yeah, Simu. Yeah. So you can run Simu your games at 4K uh... and 60 frames a second with ray tracing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Simu, yeah, Simu for Simu for Wii U, uh, Citra for for DS and 3DS. Nice. nice. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three. This is these. Oh, all you're the not new- done. Oh, okay. I thought. Oh, sorry. No, I thought no, it was no, just no. all Nintendo stuff. Nope. 
PS1, 2, and 3. PS1, 2, and 3. Sega, uh, Sega Genesis, 32X, CD, Saturn, Dreamcast. Um, and I'm missing something here. Um, what's the other ones? What's the other ones? Oh, Xbox and 360. Holy shit. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's all the emulation I'm running. Um, I'm not going to tell you what games I'm playing because that would be just, just, that would just be crimes against nature at this point, at that point. Um, that'd be the entire pod, just you naming the games. Yeah. Well, a lot of has been, a lot of has been testing because like, in all honesty, like uh, I've, I've said this, you know, like the past few weeks that I've been talking about the raw ally here on, on the, on the, um, on the show, Mm -hmm. but you know, like this is like, this is like a PC gamers, like heaven, you know, because like, we either have to lug our, we either have to lug our PCs with us, or we have to spend double the money and get like a ga- a good gaming laptop to like be able to do portable PC gaming and stuff like that. So seven hundred dollars, you know, gets you a very comparable like gaming gaming PC gaming system and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, you know, because like it comes loaded with Windows, you can sideload like Linux on it, you know, and stuff like that. So for the people who who love their Ubuntu, you know, there you go, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh. But yeah, but as far as what I'm playing currently right now, um, I'm I'm still chipping away at the backlog. So right now, so right now it's currently Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated, um, as well as uh, 2018 Spider-Man and uh, the Dead Space Remake. And 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 real soon I'm going to have to add Horizon Zero Dawn and um and God of War 2018 to that mix because yeah, Newsflash, I didn't beat either one of those games either. As a matter of fact, the 2018 run of PlayStation of PlayStation's uh, uh first party titles. I either I either played and not beat those or just or just sidestepped them all. <laughs> Fool, why? They're so good. I know they're I know they're good, but you know, like console games. Especially like, Spider Man. Spider Man was amazing. I didn't beat Spider Man. Like I got right right to the very you 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 remember when when Stoy threatened threatened bodily harm to me and my family because I told because I I told you guys on Crossroads that um that I played all the way up to the final boss fight, but I was not ready to put the game down, so I just did not beat the game. At that oh, point. the final boss fights just like gut wrenching. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, Horizon, Horizon. Um, I actually, I actually did not play it when it came when it first came out. I got it when um, I got it when like the um, the complete edition of the game came out. So it had all, had the DLC with it and all that stuff. But still, never, but still never beat the game. Um, uh, and sh- so yeah. So basically, like I'm just. Right now, I'm using this to go through my PC games backlog, and it's actually it's actually paying off. Oh, and I'm also I'm also still playing the Dead Space remake. I'm on I'm still on my second round of the Dead Space remake to get that to get that uh, that that alternate ending for the game. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. Laron, if it makes you feel better, I also didn't beat Spider Man. Oh, boys! But what's also, that, that I didn't like Spider Man. So, oh, 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 that's a conversation <laughs> for another for another show. I know. I just upset Andre really bad. It's fine. Um, well, that was fun. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, um, I just, man, I just felt like I played that game like 20 years ago. <laughs> that's fair. I can see that point. I can see that point. Oh, uh, and then yeah, I, you know, what? A I guess version of that game called Prototype. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The same exact city. I guess there's something to be said for that because, like, you know, even when even when the Spider-Man experience, like, when, when, even when it's a new game or whatnot that that has a Spider-Man like title on it, it does feel like you played the same game previously. You know, mm-hmm. it does feel like that. I mean, you know, like the one thing I will say, Insomniac did very well with this game. Besides presentation, is uh the swing mechanic feels so natural. 
you know, like there's like there's no and like like I realize as I'm playing Spider-Man again, Spider-Man remastered the PC version. Um, I realized that man, like I zip across Manhattan, like, 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 like I'm crossing the street to to check the mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's wild that I move around the city that fast, you know, like, and, and that's just because like they, they, this is not about, this is not even with fast travel. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's literally just, you know, like, you 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 press the trigger button and you you're swinging mm-hmm. yeah oh man good good times good good times swinging is fun i will give it that but it's fun for you know like an hour the swing in that game really just fills that fantasy of a feeling like spider-man that's what it does my three things i love to do in spider-man outside swinging is when you're fighting and you web somebody to a wall or to a or to a light post. I love that. Um, number two, when you're fighting and you pop them up for an aerial, then you jump and you web swing into them. <laughs> and number three, doing the whole Spider-Man thing that used to happen in the um, that that we used to see in the movies and TV shows, where he's like on the ceiling and he just like he just like yoinks somebody off the ground <laughs> and yeah. webs them up. Yeah. That's uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'll give it another shot if <laughs> my PlayStation stops making sounds. Um, when you turn it on, yeah. Oh, it, it's it's wait, PS five or four? Five. five. You missed you missed the whole story last uh, the last couple of weeks. It's fine though. Um, oh, that doesn't sound good. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it'll work someday. Uh, for me, I. So I've been playing uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley, of course, you know, just uh, getting through some of that. The Wreck-It Ralph update is in the game now. So I now have Vanellope living on my island. That's that's all I got. That's all I got for Disney Dreamlight Valley. Are we Uh, supposed to be impressed? No, you can you can be (laughs) you can feel however you want, Laurent. Okay. Uh, Destiny, I've, I've been playing a little bit, but only because like, I don't know, my friend, when my friend gets on, it's the only time we ever hang out is when we play Destiny and, uh, I, I still, I still haven't finished the story line of this season. I feel like I'm not the only one that's just taking a backseat. You're not, man, dude, our numbers for TC are like way down this, like last season they started, but like this season they've plummeted like. People really? Are just, people wow. are just disinterested, man. Um, that's, that's hard. Well, I mean, I, I was saying this to my friends. I'm like, I feel bad for all the D2 streamers that like made their whole thing about D2. And now that like most of them are just like done or they're just like, I can't play it because I just can't retain people. Yeah. Um. I mean, it'll it'll be it'll be it'll be back. Like, I think I think once these I mean, after the showcase, and whatever they say these next two seasons are, I think that people will be excited again. I think, uh, you know, I think I think people will be back. It's just uh, these there's been a lot of great games this year. Right. Yeah. And yeah. this expansion in these first two seasons haven't exactly been amazing. And this was, knees. this was a good time to take off. You know, I mean, Lightfall was kind of disappointing and you know, season of defiance was pretty disappointing and 
actually this season is actually pretty good, but I think there's just enough people who were just kind of tired of the grind that, you know, there's nothing really to grind for. <laughs> yeah. No, completely fair. Completely fair. And like, they're not raising the life level anymore this year either. So like, oof. yeah. So, I mean, people who are max level, like, unless you, unless they have like secret missions or like, obviously the raid, Right, yep. might be yep. a big draw, but I mean, also it depends on which rate it is. If it's Crota's end, nobody's going to come back for Crota's end. Yeah, good luck trying to get people to play. <laughs> you know, I mean, see, I mean, seriously though, like unless they like totally overhaul Crota's end, nobody's coming back for that. No, if it's just like copy and paste, then it's like good, mm-hmm. good luck, right? Yeah. Uh, although I did see a lot of developers kind of hinting that that would be the raid that would be the easiest to bring back out of the two that are left from D1. So, um, and then save Wrath for next year. I can see that. Yeah, Mm. I can see that. Also, some people are pointing at Leviathan coming back. I'm like, please don't. Good Lord, no. Don't. Just leave it. No, no, (laughs) what? No, come on. Don't, 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 don't do us dirty. Yeah, the other, the other big draw for Crota's End 2 is to have, like, all the Hive God raids, or all, like, the Hive storyline raids in the game um, to play through mm-hmm. now, which is, like, well, whatever. You, do you really need Crota's End in this, like, I don't know. I wish they would rework Crota's End to be, be a dungeon. Excuse me. Yeah, see? Perfect. Make it a dungeon, and then yeah. you're set. Yeah. Dude, when we were running Crota's End, like, right before the Taken King came out, like, we were... We were running it in like sub forty minutes. Yeah, like easily. people, people could just could just destroy that in like a couple, of, like half hour at most. Yeah, yeah, that raid was uh, especially because they had the bridge cheese and like all these other things too. Like, the, yeah, there was there was so many, so many yeah. cheeses. Yeah. So, uh, but the other game I've been playing is uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Is the Ta- kind of like the main game right now? Talk to me. Oh my god, dude, it's amazing. This game is incredible. Um it's I, I really love the story. I hope Cal Kestis shows up in one of these shows at some point. I'm surprised he's, he hasn't because he's supposed I, to he's supposed to be showing up in a in Ahsoka. No, really? Wait, yeah, does, but, when does Ahsoka take place? Um well, well we don't know we don't know if it's going to be like, you know, a flashback from the time, you know, like when the Jedi, you know, when the Jedi were prominent or what? Well, didn't like, they say that this was basically season five of Rebels? Yeah. 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 So we, it could be a flashback for all we know. Yeah. Uh, Andre's raising his hand. Um, <laughs> Leron, you have two dogs now? I thought you only had the one. Oh, oh my roommate has two dogs. <laughs> oh, okay. Because just yeah, the last time I, yeah. last time I yeah, talked to you, you had only one. But now I see the corgi on the bed. Yeah, but this is the yeah, but this one right here in my lap is the one that's that has attachment problems. Mm. Right. Mm. right. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the dog or if it's you that has attachment problems <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Leron Leron has attachment problems. It's fine. I do. I do. Uh I do. Every, every time my boyfriend <laughs> every time my boyfriend comes over to my place, like it like it, it takes an act of God uh for him to actually get out the door because I am not trying to let him leave. It's hilarious. But uh Corey, um Survivor compared to Fallen Order. Um man, Fallen Order be a was, better game. was really good. But yeah. I think Survivor so far mm-hmm. 
is a better game. It also like what I really enjoy is like they don't really Metroid you so much in this game where like, you know how powerful you were at the end of uh, Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. Like they don't really take any of your powers away. Uh, They just give you skill trees to make them stronger. Oh, cool. Okay. And there's tutorials that kind of like if you didn't play the first game, they have enough kind of tutorials and like the whole the whole opening takes place on Coruscant and like a lot of that uh, kind of teaches you how to use the different powers uh, if you haven't already. Okay. And uh, there's a grappling hook in this game too. now. That probably adds to the combat. Uh, Well, it actually adds to traversal. Um, okay. and you can only grapple to certain things. Um, so like you can't grapple people toward you and then slash them. No, but oh, you have man. you have the force. Yeah, you have never the force. Yeah, okay, yeah. Grapple. Never, <laughs> yeah, never mind that. Never mind. You have the force. <laughs> also, there are companion powers now. Hold up, I just unlocked them before we started playing. Companion powers. That's yeah. Sick. So yeah, like uh, I'm in the. I just got to the third area. Uh, and okay. I found a previous uh, character in from Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. And if you hold right bumper and X, mm-hmm. they you can do like you can send them to like attack people, and then you can combo kill. Oh god! If you're oh god! <laughs> so cool, dude! It's that sounds so satisfying. Satisfying, dude! I ju- I just did it before we started recording. It was the coolest thing. Oh my god! Uh, so that's uh, that's kind of all I've been playing. Uh, J- Jedi Survivor, I highly recommend it, especially like right now on Xbox. They at EA is having a huge sale, and it's also buy one get one buy one get one half off or something on EA games. How's the outfits? Uh, no ponchos. Oh, well, okay, yeah, that I knew, but like, are some of the outfits kind of like Easter eggs to the films and all that? Um, jazz? there's a if pre-order bonus you get a han solo outfit um i i heard you get a obi-wan outfit and a han solo outfit um i didn't i didn't get the expensive version so i didn't get those outfits but uh some of the outfits are pretty cool uh they're pretty interchangeable there's pretty customizable you have jackets i unlocked a bomber jacket which is pretty cool Ooh, that's on oh cool okay yeah and i got these pretty cool pants with like this huge like belt that a blaster would probably go in a holster if you found one. Um, so do you kind of look like Han and Luke from the end of episode four, like their yellow jackets? Uh, that's the Han Solo outfit you unlock when you pre-order. Oh, cool. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, or when you get the deluxe edition or whatever. So I'm sure it'll come to the game or you can buy the pack. I don't know. I didn't do any of that. But uh, just because I figure also you can customize your beard and your hair, too. Um, interesting okay so it's like fully yeah there's a handlebar mustache and a mullet so you can look like gross you can look like white trash or you can kind (laughs) of you know (laughs) rock the full beard and like the long hair uh or what you doing on my lawn let me grab my lightsaber and kill you (laughs) yeah (laughs) um also the cool thing in this is like the outfits you can you can customize the colors of everything you earn too interesting that's cool so, like not only are there different outfits but you can also change the colors of everything like your your pants your jacket and your shirt you can change the colors of wow well, i'm glad they gave you full customization yeah 
Uh, also, BD1 is also fully customizable. You can unlock new I parts. heard about that, yes. I have not customized BD1, though, because I like the way he looks right now. I feel like I wouldn't touch him because he, he's just cool the way he is. Yeah, he's definitely super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other things I wanted to touch on just real quick, uh, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I cried to that, like, I think three times. No. Such a great movie. You cried? Yeah. I cried. It's a. Uh, I mean, have you seen it, Laurent? I have. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good movie. It was a good movie, but I don't know about tear tear jerking. Well, like, I didn't full blown cry, but the part where, like, so spoilers: three, two, one. The part where they get Rocket back on the ship, and then I think, um, I think it's Gamora. She, uh, she's like, he's gone, and and uh, um, Star Lord's like, no, he's my friend. Come on, Rocket, come on. And I was like, oh my god, I can't even. So like, I remember I turned to my friend, and I was like, are you okay? Because because I heard him sniffling, and then and then I like, and then I wiped my eyes, and I was like, oh my god, I'm crying. So there, so there was that part um, that like really got to me, and then the end when Star Lord goes and sees his like, I think. Okay, it's, now that was now that now that was a good scene. Yeah. That so was, when so when Star Lord goes back and sees his grandfather, for me it hit me because um, my grandparents aren't here, and like my son will never meet his like my grandparents so like that for me kind of hit if that makes any sense yeah yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. so for that but i don't know why the whole like rocket dying scene just hit me and i was like oh my god this is so this is so sad chris pratt was so good in that film yeah he's pretty good in in that yeah in the movie uh i also like at the end how it just said the legendary star lord will return (laughs) right yeah and yeah, I, was, I was like, I thought they were all done. Like, I thought this was the movie where, like, they all kind of announced they were done. Um, but I guess Star Wars. Maybe they're maybe like, they're recasting him. Uh, well, I don't know, man. I think they pay to get Star Lord back. He is Star Lord. I mean, you could probably recast someone like maybe Drax, or obviously Rocket and Groot can be recast because you could just get someone that sounds like. Bradley Cooper, you know, or something, yeah. right? But like, I don't know, man. Chris Pratt would be really pr- pretty hard to recast. I don't know if you can. Like, he's just so iconic. Yeah. Um. So I I saw that it was it was okay. I I don't really care for Guardians of the Galaxy that much, but I feel like I needed to watch it to keep up. Um. Yeah. That's fair. I also watched the Mario movie. High key, great film. Hmm. I'm gonna it have to was, disagree it was with okay. you there, Andre. It was okay. I liked it. I liked it. It, it was okay. It, it didn't, you know. It didn't annoy me. <laughs> we'll see. I, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I went into it not really expecting it to kind of be good because I'm like, I'm like, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. But then I came out of it and I was, I was thoroughly happy. There you go. I was thoroughly happy. Well, yeah. I think we I think we can all say this. It was better than we expected, but yeah, yeah. at the same time, at the same time, I don't know if we could consider this like a blue uh, like a blueprint, you know. No. I want to say I liked all the nostalgia hits. I think Jack Black is an amazing mm-hmm. Bowser. Oh, he's so good. Um I also love Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. And I don't uh, get why people don't. And Fred Armiston as Cranky Kong. I want to see that movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Kong, yeah. the Donkey Kong movie. I want to see that. I also liked all the like the 
nostalgia hits at the beginning like the punch out characters spike from wrecking crew is like their old boss or whatever which is funny Mm -hmm. uh you know he's playing kid icarus on nes in one of the scenes which is pretty funny yeah like if you know mario then you'll Mm -hmm. get everything yeah and even in like the climax of the film when he's hiding in the restaurant there's like a literal jump man arcade machine right next to him which is pretty funny yeah uh, uh, did you notice that when he was in his room, they had the uh, um, Star Fox ship? Yeah, it was on. on I was on top of his TV. Yeah, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's a lot of great nods. It's just like as a movie, I was like, mm, it, mm. this is about what I expected from someone who made the minions. So, um, so yeah, see, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, you see, that's the thing right there. I, I think they played it a little too safe. Yeah, they played it. They played it. Very, they played it. They played it very safe. They also, it was also a bunch of uh, nostalgia bomb. Um, not, not, not so much a nostalgia bomb, but like, but like Easter eggs, you know, all over the place. Um, the, I, we mentioned, I, I, I mentioned this last week uh, when we, we talked about Corey. Like, the one thing I did like is like, we finally have like an actual origin story for, for Peach. Yeah. I, I like that because I'll be honest with you, I always thought she was just the only human looking denizen of the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she was the only one everybody else's toads and that's what made her the princess i want to know where she came from she fell down a damn pipe just like mario and luigi did yeah. yeah but what world did she come from though or or you know what or you know what they're probably gonna use they're probably gonna use the next movie to queue up like the yoshi's island stuff where you know like the babies like showed up you know like get dropped by a stork or some shit you know mm-hmm. yeah also like I was gonna say that maybe Donkey Kong kidnapped her, but uh, Pauline was in the in the beginning. So yes, Pauline was in yes. <laughs> so maybe not. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was that was okay. But you know what? The highlight of my weekend actually was was watching the entirety of Twisted Metal. The Twisted okay. Metal show is awesome. Okay, when I say awesome, I was I had zero expectations going in and I saw people on the internet being like this is way better than I expected. And mm-hmm. like I started watching it. The first episode was like, "Meh, okay." The second episode was like, "Okay, I'm intrigued." The third third episode was where it hooked me. Like that sh- and then I like I watched the third episode and I went to bed and the next day I was editing a bunch of podcasts and I ended up watching the rest of the series. And uh I, I think Anthony Mackie is awesome in the show. I think uh, uh, Stephanie uh, Beatrice is awesome in the show. Uh, uh, Sweet Tooth is hilariously psychotic um, throughout the show. Uh, uh, Agent Stone is like <laughs> he's like the whole police force is just stupid. They're all stupid, which makes it even funnier. Uh, and like the whole point like the whole point of the show that's revealed at the end and i'm not going to spoil it but it it made me laugh i'm like of course this is how the of course this is like the mission and then they kind of at the end kind of like give you an idea of what the second season's going to be uh which i am like really excited for a second season and that is not something i thought i would say about twisted metal at all (laughs) <laughs> like I okay I played Twisted Metal 2 back in the day at my friend's house and I was like okay this game's fine but I want to go play you know GoldenEye instead or something uh, obviously of course right yeah but man Twisted Metal if you would have told me three months ago that Twisted Metal was the best video game adaptation I'd watched this year 
I would have laughed in your face and said, I probably didn't watch it at all. But yeah, Twisted Metal. Rad. If you guys can watch it, you should watch it. I did see the um I did see the uh, the 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 premiere episode and I was and I and I kind of got sidetracked and only watched half of the um half of the second episode. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, like I'm also I'm also digging what they're doing with it. Like like you know, like it's just in metal, so yeah, expect expect some cheesiness, you know, because like because like in all honesty, like you couldn't take the, you can't really take the original games ser- seriously, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just it actually has a plot, you know, which yeah, you know, everything that everything that goes to print and comes to like a streaming service or like network television, you know, always has a plot, but like, but like it's always, a, but you know, like most of it has a really loose plot because like you know they're like, oh, it was a video game, so we don't have to put that much effort into it. But there's an actual plot here, you know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 actually, I think the cool thing about it is like you know like they're not concentrating so much on like the classic trope of characters that was from the twisted metal games. They actually, Anthony, Anthony Mackie's character is actually a original character, you know, like mm-hmm. made for the series and it shows how he lives in that world of craziness. And that was the other thing too. They gave the world a backstory because I don't think there ever was a backstory in twisted metal for like uh, how shit is the way it is. Well, I actually listened to a podcast today that David Jaffe was on. And he was talking uh-huh. about it and he was like part of the team that like created Twisted Metal. And uh, he was actually supposed to have a cameo in the season, but he, he it was happening when they were filming. It was happening during COVID and he didn't mm-hmm. want to get it. So which I understand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He said if they offer him one in season two, he'll consider it. But uh, he was saying like the show doesn't really follow the original games. The original games was supposed to be like, hey, this is taking place in like the real world and like these uh, you know, car combat tournaments are like happening in a world like we live in. Uh, oh, it's not like a dystopian world at all. Okay, and he thought that would make the make Twisted Metal seem even crazier than it should. Uh-huh. Uh, and so he said he said that he watched the whole thing in one weekend, and he was like pleasantly surprised with what they did with it, and he that- is like really happy that it turned out the way that it did. Nice. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so, and yeah, I mean, I know people have their opinions on David Jaffe. I know he's kind of like out there in a lot of ways, but like, uh, I do. it's kind of nice that he was like giving the show his blessing, even though like, it's not really his, you know? Uh, so, but yeah, Twisted Metal, man. It's awesome. Highly recommended. Uh, so the one thing I do have to say though, is like, if this was a weekly show and not all dropped all at once, I don't know if I would have stuck with it based on the first two episodes. But if you mm. get to when you get to the third episode, uh, where they kind of like really introduce Sweet Tooth and it just like, pops off, oh, dude, it's dude that episode with Sweet Tooth is so good, mm. man. Uh, so, but yeah, that's all I've been. That's all we've kind of been playing and watching and. Uh, we have a couple like topics. What I like how it's Will Arnett's voice is Sweet Tooth, but it's Samoa Joe like playing him. <laughs> I know, and like it kind of threw me off at first, but like I feel like the modulation of Will Arnett's voice is done well enough to where like after the third episode, I was like, okay, I'm it, you just have to yeah. accept it. You know what? After uh, after after Will Arnett was uh, you know Will Arnett's a, a voice of Batman. After after that, <laughs> I was like, oh, this dude can do anything. Yeah, <laughs> he's Batman. In the Lego movies, yeah. In the Lego, in the Lego oh movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot. 
Yeah, he's he's one that he's 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 up there. He, I want to say he's up there with Kevin Conroy and uh, and um, uh, Kevin Conroy and like some of the other ones that have done Batman. I like things in black or really, really, really dark gray. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hey, babe, what's up? If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. The rod's talking to his dog. <laughs> She's so spoiled. Um, all right, so we have two topics tonight. Uh, two that I really, really want to get to. Um, the first one is about high sales expectations for video games, uh, specifically uh, because Square Enix yet again reported poor sales of one of their games, <laughs> even though it sold around 4.4 million units. <laughs> That's too low. I need 4.5, damn it. So the so Square Enix announced that like after they were initially like pleased with the 3 million units at launch of Final Fantasy 16, they have now kind of stepped back and said that, you know, they didn't reach their high sales expectations and they're blaming it on the uh poor adoption of the PlayStation 5. And I'm like PlayStation what? PlayStation 5 has sold 40 million units in two and a half years. Have they, have they like read the room? Have yeah. They, have, have they read the room? Like number one, like they would like PS5 was still a hard thing to find. And, you know, like a lot of these sales are like, are like scalp sales, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, they also reported, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but they also, uh, reported ba- uh, bad sales of the Tomb Raider, trilogy of games which that yeah. first one sold like 13 or what 7 million in in the first month on Xbox 360 and PS3 and they said it was uh not good enough. <laughs> and Hitman that's why they that's why they let uh IO Interactive take Hitman with them because it didn't sell enough. Square Enix is looking to become like like Japan's like uh, like like uh, EA. Yeah. Man, and they're going to and they're uh, HD 2D games are also not selling as well as they wanted to. So they said that they were going to focus on more uh, high budget triple uh, A experiences. Oh yeah, that that's that's not going to bite them in the ass. No. First of all, first of all, their first of all their HD 2.5D games. You know, first of all, first of all, it it's a that's a very weird niche to to be at in the first place. You know, that's a very weird niche because you know like. They're really just trying to appeal to like the like the traditional JRPG fan, but they're also trying to modernize it because like let's let's look at it, you know like sprites don't look well on like on like Unreal Engine they don't look well you know um, so you know they're 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 having their cake and eating it they're trying to have their cake and eating it too but they but what they fail to realize is is that the JR the era of the JRPG is kind it it is it, not kind of dead it's dead you know. Like not many people play JRPGs the way they used to anymore, you know. And there's something to be said about how JRPGs sell on like Nintendo, you know, like Nintendo. Switch I don't think. Sorry, I don't think they make them like they 
used to. That's that's number one right there because I don't think there's any. I don't think the magic is lost on a lot of these games. You know, a lot of times, you know, when it comes to like those traditional JRPGs and stuff like that. Like you know, um, yeah, Final Fantasy 16. I haven't played. I haven't played a lick of it, but my but my roommate has it, and I've been watching him play it, and I'm like, man, this is a very nice game. You know, um, but but the thing is, right. Corey, you you uh, follow 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 along with me on this one, Corey. Like yep. uh, like I like Final Fantasy when it's like techno sorcery and stuff like that. So you know, like when there's like basically steampunk, you know, um, to to an extent, right? Mm-hmm. So this Final Fantasy going being the first Final Fantasy that's like you know back in like our actual fantasy like environment since what Final Fantasy nine? You know, because like. Because like the same people who play Final Fantasy fourteen and Final Fantasy eleven don't do not play the mainstream Final Fantasy games. So um so yeah so like this going back to like its roots you know when Final Fantasy Final Fantasy six I feel like had a lot of, had a lot of mechanized stuff in it but Final Fantasy seven just went just 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 took it to the to the to the next level you know I feel like I know what you're talking about yeah I think not no nine and this one have the same vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, and, uh, like, and it's not super old school, but it still has like um, a steampunky vibe. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, now. yeah, and the only people that are really gonna play Final Fantasy sixteen are the people who are really enthusiastic about like a Final Fantasy game, you know, because there are enthusiasts out there, but also people who also, but also people who just want to play something different you know yeah and let's be honest with you like with with the way Final fantasy 7 remake is just like raking in the dough right now and stuff like that people just like how when Final fantasy 7 released on playstation 1 like that became the blueprint for for final fantasy Final fantasy 7 remake comes out on ps4 and then integrate comes out on ps5 and pc and everybody once again it, it created the blueprint for what people expect Final Fantasy titles to be and stuff like that, which is why Forsaken didn't do so well um, in some of their other games, you know, like Final Fantasy, um, Stranger in Paradise, you know? Yeah. This is what I think is happening, is I think, like, so people expect high sales expectations, but I think what's happening is that you can make a game look as pretty as you want, throw, throw everything at us x y z but at the root of it it's still just a copy and paste of something else well that's that's every <clears> video <throat> game though no but that's my point is that like if they expected Final fantasy to to blow up they should have done something different they I mean, thought they, they thought they, they thought they were doing something different by by make, making a completely a completely fancy game but you know they felt and maybe that was because, like, you know, like, they saw what Elden Ring did, you know? Well, I mean, Final Fantasy sixteen was in development at the same time Elden Ring was in development. Because Elden Ring, it was in development for over five years. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the thing, though. Final Fantasy sixteen was released on one console, right? Mm-hmm. No PC port, no no last gen, no Xbox. No, exclusively PlayStation 5. Yeah. Yeah. And it has an 11% attach rate. For a game that for a series that people have kind of like, to be honest, really have lost faith in over over the last yeah. few entries, right? I mean, I think twelve maybe was the last one that people like kind of really loved in a way, right? I mean, the disastrous I, I launch of fourteen, right? I mean, I know it's huge now, but remember, Final Fantasy fourteen launched as like that launch was awful, and uh, 
and people, I mean, people love 14 now, but like it took them, you know, four or five years to turn that around. Right. And make it a viable, uh, entry. And people like to this day still swear that final fantasy 13 is bad. And like, I kind of disagree with them. I really like 13, but is that the one with, with lightning? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling 13. Um, 13, two is actually the best game in that trilogy. But then again, but then again, I'm a hard, I'm a hard sell, I'm a hard sell on JRPGs in this yeah. day and age. Like JRPGs, they don't, they don't, they don't tickle anything for me, you know. Most times, yeah. you know. I'm a sucker. I wonder. Yeah. Also, like, I wonder, like, when this five or the six month uh, exclusivity window um, ends, if they will actually port it to PC and Xbox, um, or, or like one or the other. I mean, I would see a PC port before Xbox, to be honest with you, but. Just because that's how Square is kind of rolling these days, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, I I kind of feel like I kind of feel like this is unfair to Final Fantasy sixteen because like what I've played of it so far, that game is inc- <laughs> game is incredible. Oh, I agree. yeah, like like I, don't I don't get us wrong here. We aren't saying Final Fantasy sixteen is a bad game because I've seen gameplay of it and that game looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like like it looks so good yeah what were you gonna say Leron? no no i was i was just saying i agree i agree with you on 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 that you know um the game the game is amazing and stuff like that um but square also doesn't square also doesn't understand i think square is also forgetting to factor in something we're in a we're in literally in a year where like it's nothing but hit after hit slapping us in the face right now and stuff like that, you know. And just because people had five six hundred dollars to plop down on a PlayStation, you know, a PS five, that does not mean that they're spending five six hundred dollars every month to play every damn game, you know. Yeah, like you have to keep in mind to back up what you just said. It seems like every month, if not every other month, we get a banger of a game. So like like if you're yeah. gonna make a if you're gonna make a game come out this year, you have to make sure like it comes out hard out of the gate. And Final Fantasy sixteen would have been the game if it came out on time last year. Yeah. It would have been the game, you know? Mm-hmm. But you know, like and you know, like I'm not, you know, like I'm not I'm not I'm not mad at Square because, like you know, they had to Square uh, Square Enix because they had to um they had to take a back seat because of COVID and stuff. You know, I get it. You know, but everybody else, everybody else was like, "Hey, like we can't get the game out in time this year, so we need to go ahead and just get the game out. We need to get the game out like next year when and er- and everybody's calendars is stacked." Yeah. Also, it came out like pretty close to Diablo Four, which everybody was yeah. psyched about. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, so 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 we have a Final Fantasy 16, 16 coming out against a Western RPG, and we know Western RPGs are just like are just like hopping the fence, blooding blooding JRPGs' noses, and, and hopping back over the fence and eating their lunch. You know. Mm-hmm. Plus, not to mention Diablo Four has been hyped up for how long now? Yeah, pretty. I mean, it's been too long. Yeah, too long. Yeah, especially when Rod Ferguson took over the project, right? Like that game. That game kind of made a one eighty. You know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just I feel really bad, and I I feel like Square has like really un um what do you call it? like uh, their expectations are way too high for some of this stuff. And mm-hmm. I think I think we're at a point too where games are getting so expensive that the reason why these sales expectations are so high is because the budget is so high. Oh brother, you want to talk about games being expensive here in Canada? It's like. 
I don't know, like ninety dollars for a base game. I also think I also think they I also think companies like they need to realize something like you know like yeah when a game releases and it's a full price of so seventy dollars in the case of Final Fantasy sixteen right mm-hmm. when the game releases yeah like it's gonna make them it's gonna net them the it's gonna net them a lot of money but mm-hmm. a lot of times it's not gonna net the sales until it hits okay we have seventy dollars games brand new it's not gonna start netting the sales until it drops it drops to forty dollars. That's when the games are going to sell. So I think companies need to like, uh, like expand their window for for like their return on investment and stuff like that. Yeah, it kind of sucks that you know like seventy dollars is the is the best price point they can get to like recoup like the development costs of the game and stuff like that. The development, the development, the marketing, and the, and the publishing. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. But realistically, as long as like all of our all of our economies, not not the United States economy, but all of our economies, like you know, like 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 Canada, Mexico, Russia, you know, I'm I'm heaping Russia in there, China, Japan. As long as everybody's economy is, is suffering inflation and like people can't do the average thing, you know, to to, to run their household, mm-hmm. video games are going to take a back seat. Movies are going to take a back seat. Streaming platforms are going to take a back seat. You know, because <laughs> the one thing that's not going to take a back seat is energy. Like, because people need to keep their lights on. They need to have water and running through the house and food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, I know as as gamers, we really want to play everything if we can. But like, also, like, can't play everything. You just can't, can't. play everything. Yeah, you can't. That's why, that's why we have fucking backlogs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and like with these subscription services too, it like makes it that much easier to play games without paying for them theoretically. Right. I mean, with PlayStation plus and game pass, like, I mean, if you, you spend 10, 11, 15, $16 a month, you get access to like hundreds of games. Right. I mean, I think the PlayStation extra tier is a phenomenal tier. I think game pass ultimate is a phenomenal value, right? Like mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. And facts. Like, and like, if you're just like somebody who's trying to save money and like you can't buy, spend sixty or seventy dollars every three, you know, two or three weeks when one of these games comes out, it's like, well, <laughs> sorry, I'm just gonna wait till you know somebody puts it up on their f- service or something. Yeah, you just spend what you would spend on a game on a service, and you yeah. can get that plus every other game that you want to play for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know, like, yeah, and basically, like, really good stuff is like hitting the systems right now. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, like. I mean, right now, like PlayStation Plus, like, you, you get Dreams and you get Death's Door. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people are playing Tiger Woods, you know, but still, like, you know, like two games right there that you know, like, uh, Death's Door, like that's one of the most that's one of the most highly acclaimed games of like what was that last year? That was last year, right? Death's Door. Uh, two years ago. Two years ago, oh, is that old? Yeah, yeah. And then yo, we're getting and and, and yo, like PlayStation Plus extra tier. We're getting Lost Judgment later on this month. Lost mm-hmm. Judgment. That was a game. That was a game that I actually was like, I'm going to spend money for. And guess what? I did not have money to spend on it, so I had to wait on it. <laughs> yeah. And then like also like the the console sales for console players is like these sales are becoming like more and more on par with like Steam sales these days too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, there were games on sale during like the the Xbox Summer Sale for like three and five dollars, and I'm talking like bigger games, you know, like uh, like banger games. Yeah, like banger games. Wow. 
So, I mean, I think Assassin's Creed Valhalla with all of its DLC was like 12 bucks. Holy shoot. So, I mean, like you're getting stuff like that. That's like, you know, and like Wolfenstein, like the Wolfenstein alternate history collection was like $7.99 and it had all four games and the DLC in it. Um, So, and I get that some of these games are older, right? But like, (laughs) I mean, you get for that deal. Why not? I mean, if Assassin's Creed Valhalla like easily has over 100 hours of gameplay in it, right? With all the DLC, like the Wolfenstein collection easily has like 50 or 60 hours worth of content in it, right? Like you're getting good deals at these low prices. And like you're telling me like 70, 80, 90, 100 bucks for like a game, a new game is like, you know, unless you're like a thousand percent sure you're going to get it. Like Zelda, I think, was like an easy one, Andre, for us, like. Of oh, course. I spent I think two fifty on that game. Easy. Did you get all the the like the collector's edition and the controller and stuff? I got the I got the collector's edition and the amiibo, and then I bought another amiibo that night. I bought so they had. Um, <clears throat> Laron, if you want to say something, go ahead. <laughs> um. <laughs> I bought the I bought the Twilight Princess Link that night. I bought the Legend. I bought the Tears of the Kingdom amiibo that night, and then I bought the collector's, collector's edition as well. Yo, Corey, did did Andre just like 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 be like Lebron? You gonna talk about it? Be about it just now? <laughs> yeah. Lebron, <laughs> the more you find out, the more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Keep fucking around. Basically, yeah. Andre, you gotta come on Power Block soon. I'd love to. I, I I want now that I'm like a Nintendo guy. I want to talk more Nintendo stuff. Oh man, when when Ed comes back, we'll get, we'll get you on the schedule to come on. Because all right, yeah, I'd love that. Because yeah. like I want to know, like I want to talk more games to play. Because yeah. like I know that there's a lot of like indie games. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Laron, I've asked you about the game, but there's a game I want to try. Um. I think it's a rogue game. Uh, they just did, they just did a Castlevania collab. Um, Dead Cells. Thank you. Yeah, Dead Cells. I want to try that game. Um, yeah, it's uh, I I think Dead Cells oh. plays good, but I I hate roguelikes. So, <laughs> um, fun fact: Dead Cells was my the first game I played at an event ever. Really? Yeah, it was oh. fun. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of roguelikes either, but I, I, I'm down to just try some new games yeah. for the Switch. You should play Death's Door, man. If you like Zelda, you should play Death's Door. Death's Door. What is that about? It's a. It's like a top-down Zelda game. It. You, dude, you will love Death's Door. Trust me. Did you play Link's okay. Awake? The Link's Awakening remake. I did. Yes. You will love Death's Door. Okay. So, uh, all right. Are we ready to move on to the next topic? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. we covered that pretty thoroughly. Um, don't worry, Final Fantasy 16. We think you did great. Look, Final Fantasy 16, if you need a hug, I'll give you one. I don't know, man. That game it's scary, man. Uh, all right. So the other topic we have, like the, the Red Dead Redemption, uh, the first game is getting ported to PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people are really angry that it cost $50, especially because like the, the Xbox has backwards compatibility with 360. Mm-hmm. And I just looked 
on at the store and Red Dead Redemption, the the game is the full price of the game is nineteen ninety nine, and the Undead Nightmares is nine ninety nine. Uh, but it was also on sale last week for like the whole package for like fourteen ninety nine. And hmm. I know people are kind of and the ports of of the the PS4 and the Switch ports are offering zero new features. That nice. And it's fifty dollars. And uh, Strauss Zelnick came out and kind of said, like, uh, "What he's what was the quote? He said something like, I, oh, Lauren, you pasted the article in the in the doc.' Um, he said it was quote commercially accurate to sell the game at fifty dollars. <laughs> of, of course, <laughs> this fucking clown, man. <sighs> maybe that maybe that's why the uh, oh, the one Hauser uh... brother left." <laughs> <laughs> here's here's here, here's my thing. Here's my thing. We we were talking about this before we uh before we started the recording tonight. Um, here's here's where where is it? Damn it! Where is it? I lost track. I, I lost track of it. I had it pulled up just to be ready for this. Um, but essentially, you know, um, the major problem here is that Zelnick a couple of years ago said that basically said that you know like um. Rockstar was all about their uh, all about when they re-release re-release games, they either remaster or remake them because they feel like with a technological jump, uh, with with a technological jump from from like from like hardware to where it is now, so like that, it makes more sense to actually put some work into the games and actually make them presentable and and looking nice for this generation, you know, like. And and ultimately, he said that back in like March of 2021, and now like the chickens come to roost because like since then we've had like those those those, those garbage ass like really uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, remasters, um, and then here comes Red here comes Red Dead Redemption, you know, basically you know like it's a port, and it's it's not well. Corey, is it is it or is it not having the same features as like the Xbox compatible one? Um, so here's the deal with the Xbox uh, 360 version on Xbox One X and Xbox Series X. It runs at a native 4K at a locked 60 frames a, or 30 frames a second um, with, uh, a, you know, a few texture updates and auto HDR and all that stuff that Xbox backwards compatibility program offers, right? Does all this through their their machine learning and the way the console functions and, uh, you know, the engineering behind the backwards compatibility program. The port for PS4 Pro runs at, hold on, uh, I want to say checkerboarded 4K, which is, runs at, no, it runs at 4K. Native 4K locked 30 frames a second uh whatever hdr the ps4 pro offers uh and which is essentially the same as the 360 version on xbox one x or xbox series x oh oh i got it i got it i found it all right so this was this was his this was what he said in an interview uh back in 2021 uh, strauss zelnick uh he said Remastering has always been part of the strategy. We've done we we've done differently than the competition, uh, meaning that we don't just port titles over. We actually take the time to do the very best job we can, making the title different for the new release and for the new technology that we're launching it on. Hmm. Straight from that man's I, mouth. I don't. <laughs> it so okay. So Strauss Zelnick. I'm trying to think of like 
So, oh, by the way, he also got like a $46 million payday this year. I know. All right. It might be higher than that, to be honest with you. Uh, so he's, he's take two or he's, yeah, he's take two CEO. So like, I was like, I went into this conversation, like only thinking about rockstar games. He's talking about stuff like, uh, you know, when they, cause they published borderlands, um, NBA 2k, uh, civilization, XCOM, uh, you know, stuff like that. I'm trying to think of what else take two owns, but like, I understand that like you want to put your best foot forward. Right. But like, (laughs) I think you could have done a little bit more with red dead redemption. Right. I, Mm -hmm. I like that game a lot. Actually. It's like, you know, I think red dead redemption is a lot better than playing GTA, to be honest. Um, Facts. Um, which is funny because I haven't played the second one like at all. Uh, (laughs) no. Oh, dude, the second one's way better. Well, here's the thing. I was like, Man, this game's like a hundred hours long, and everything's so deliberate. I hear like even like walking and and loading your gun and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to do all that. I just want to shoot people in, in, as a cowboy, right? Uh, Fair. But I did. I did get it when it was on sale. It was like I think it was like seventeen ninety nine at some point. So I ended up getting the digital version. I'll play it at some point, but maybe. Uh, that's the thing with these sales, man. You just buy stuff when they're cheap, dude. For real, man. For real. Hold on, but I know this conversation is about backwards compatibility, right? Yeah. Like, just today, Video Game Chronicles re- uh, released an article saying that Strauss Zelnick has said the Switch 2 is not backwards compatible. It would break contract with the players. The hell does that mean? It basically, it basically means something that Corey said earlier, is that we're kind of used to Nintendo being backwards compatible with their systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like it's, <laughs> it's like how can you be anti-consumer in, in one sentence and then be pro-consumer in another? <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean two K. I mean two K doesn't really have a lot of, or you know, Take Two doesn't really have a lot of games on the Switch. To be fair, like they have some Borderlands games, they have XCOM, they have. I think there's a Civilization game on there. They do release NBA Two K every year. Which I do play it on the Switch because I wish EA would freaking put Madden on the Switch. I would be way more likely to play it, but that's another conversation for a different day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of backwards compatibility, man, like I think, I think we're seeing more and more as this generation progresses. Even, even last generation when Xbox kind of announced that they were being backwards compatible, ba- backwards compatible with 360, right, and then you know, PlayStation four wasn't with PlayStation three. I think a lot of people really have a lot of nostalgia for PlayStation three games. And I think the way that PlayStation has gone about backwards compatibility is like maybe not the greatest way. Although like (laughs) it's, I I was listening to this uh, interview side tangent a little bit about PlayStation backwards compatibility. Um, Morris law is dead is a YouTube channel that like does a whole bunch of tech, stuff and they do some playstation stuff and he was talking about how playstation 3's emulation like to get backwards compatible backwards compatibility running on the playstation 5 for playstation 3 every game utilized the core processor on the playstation 3 differently so each game is going to have to launch with its own emulator 
based on how they use the core processor. That's Damn. actually that's actually the same thing that's going on with the Switch and uh, and all the um, and all the retro console games. Yeah, uh, and he kind of made that comparison, I think, at one point. But this is a little bit more complicated, based on obviously the PlayStation Three is newer hardware than the, like even the N sixty four, right? Which is the emulator that has the most problems on the Switch, mm-hmm. uh, where they actually have to go in and like have multiple versions of the emulator to run specific games. Uh, but yeah, like the way, and, and that's why PlayStation, uh, originally started, uh, issuing remasters of PlayStation three games on PlayStation four, because it was just cheaper and easier. Yeah. Right? Which, um, which, which I'm, I'm all about, you know? Yeah. And they started with the most popular games. Right. But then they like stopped for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, man, I wish, I wish they would have done like infamous would have been a good one. Oh uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know why they haven't done that yet. I mean, God of War Ascension infamous, would have been awesome. The, the resistance games. Yeah, Resistance, the Killzone trilogy, even like even like the HD remasters of the PS2 games on the PS3 like the Ratchet and Clank collection, of uh, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, oh. yeah, uh the God of War collection, the um Prince of Persia collection that was only on Whoa, PS3. Boy, let me tell you. Right, like, oh man, if they would have, yeah, man, dude, those those PS2 collections on PS3. Prince of Persia Two is the best one ever. I know everybody hates that one, and I I really like it. I really like Wait, Warrior Within. The Warrior is the best one. Who hates it? Everybody hates it. Why? Everybody thinks Warrior Within is the worst of the trilogy. Oh, brother, you gotta give me a break. Oh man, everybody loves. The- everybody thinks Sands of Time is the best one. The Warrior Within went so dark, and the soundtrack was so good. Warrior Within, that was the second one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I absolutely hated that game. Do you want to know why? Because you suck at it? No, no. It wasn't so so much the game itself. They did a piss-poor job of the actual dubbing of the game. The what? The dubbing. Like, when the characters talked, the vocal track was, was off. That's your con. Hey, hey, hey! I can't, hey, I can't play a game if I can't play a game if we're if we're if we're looking like the old seventies kung fu flicks where where the mouth speaks and then all of a sudden you hear the the mouth moves and all of a sudden you hear the words. Oh, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> I, I I can't. I I tried. Like I I played it. I, I played it all across. I tried playing across three different consoles, thinking that as each re release happened mm-hmm. or at least at least each port happened, they would fix it. Even the PC port had the problem. Don't don't play Star Fox then. I don't. I don't. I don't. But then again, isn't that the magic of Star Fox? Though, like, they, you know, the mouse move and the, and the audio, like, is you oh, know, like, is synced to a different to somebody else's beat. Dude, I have to. I have to make a confession. Like, the more and more, like, I think about playing Star Fox, the more and more I like just don't like Star Fox. <laughs> I, I really, like, I really liked Mar- uh, Star Fox sixty four, and I really like Star Fox Adventures, but I think it's because you're not flying or driving anything. <laughs> I really want them to remake Star Fox Adventures so badly. Yeah, I would like a new. I would like uh, we again. This is a topic for a different day, but I think if they make a new Star Fox game at this point, they have to evolve the series. You know what the best Star Fox game is? Actually, is that Starlink game that they made for that Ubisoft made? I heard that game was a big hit, dude. It's 
it's on sale on the eShop right now, the digital version, and you don't have to buy any of the toys. You can play the whole game as, as Fox in the R-Wing. It's incredible. That game is so fun. Which they're using that technology to fly from planet to planet in that game in the new Star Wars game that's coming out. Fun fact. Interesting. Fun fact. Interesting. Um, so, um, but anyways, like fifty. Uh, do you, here's the thing. Do you guys think that Red Dead Redemption today is worth fifty dollars? No. 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 Okay. I mean, I don't either. I was just wondering because well, I was about to say the way the way you responded, us. I, I'm thinking. I'm, I was about to. Say no, you I was. Do. I was just expecting more than just like a simple no. Uh, I okay. <laughs> no, I think it's probably worth like right, like the first one, maybe like on a solid day, 30, 30 bucks on like a discount, fifteen. Yeah, twenty. This is a fourteen. This is a. This is almost a fourteen-year-old game. Yeah. Um. So we need to take that into account. And you know what? And you know what? I. 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 Me personally, I have to hold Rockstar and Take Two with the same accountability that I hold Nintendo to because, like, I feel like Nintendo, like, if I can say Nintendo washes us with like their full price, their full price ports, you know, mm. I have to say the same thing about like because technically fifty dollars is what the game, what the game sold for back when it released on PS3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same price, you know, like it's basically brand new pricing from that era, you know, for this port, you know, which. Why? Right. Why? And you know what? And and the crazy thing is, guess what? I have a PS3 emulator on my ROG Ally. Guess what? I might save fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't think it's I don't think it's worth fifty dollars either. It's a it's a great game and I is think it... I think okay. if you haven't played it, you should probably play it. But like hey, if you have an Xbox somewhere, even a Series S, like you should buy probably buy it there because it's not it's cheaper uh mm-hmm. just you know mm-hmm. and you, there's no new features or anything in the new versions but the, like the smart way to, the smart way to price this would have been forty dollars is a stretch the smart way to price this would have been thirty dollars the reason why I say forty dollars is a stretch because Square Enix got away with Final Fantasy 10 and 10 2 and Final Fantasy 12 you re-releasing those on the switch for forty dollars of course I didn't buy them at forty dollars when well, they, they came were out more like than I that. At launch, they were. I thought they were, they... they were sixty bucks. Are you kidding me? No, I thought they came out at forty. No, they were sixty. Oh, I'm a liar. I'm sorry, but guess what? I bought both of those games at twenty five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> they were. I mean, they were on sale at some point, and I ended up getting yeah. them for forty bucks on Amazon. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think the most you should charge for any re release, unless they're unless it's something like Resident Evil Four or Resident Evil 2, or Dead Space, right? Like, that far into some sort of remake, right? Or Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 7. Like, those remakes set a new standard. And, like, if unless you're going that route, any re-release or HD remaster should be 40 bucks. period. Like, yeah, yes. At the, at the most. Yes. And, like, yeah, I could see Red Dead being 40 bucks because it includes all the DLC f- from Undead Nightmare, which everybody loves, right? And, like, okay, the, if the base game you would value at $30 max and $10 DLC. Okay. I, I can handle that, but man, 50 bucks is like a, that's a stretch. That extra 10 bucks is kind of a stretch. Just, just railroading, sure. us for, just railroading us for no fucking reason. Yeah. And like you said, they're on, it's because they're rockstar and they think they can do that because they're rockstar. Right. And they have GTA and, and red dead. 
I mean, even when Bully was re-released on Xbox 360, the scholarship edition, that wasn't mm-hmm. even 50 bucks at the time. Yeah, I think it came out $40. Yeah, I think it was 40 So, um, yeah, I, I just think, I think, I, I think people are, now granted, how many of these people are going to buy it? How many of these people are not going to buy it? How many of these people are just loud internet people? But I think that this, you know, aside from the angry internet, I think that th- this is something that, you know, people could say, okay, this is kind of ridiculous. I, I I have this feeling. I have this feeling that it's not going to sell well. And then and then the sad part is Take Two is going to do what Take Two always does. Well, we put it on we put it on a system that wasn't really powerful enough. To be, you know, they're going to say some excuse to say the Nintendo Switch was inferior, which is why nobody wanted to buy it. Yeah, I do see a lot of people that I follow that play on Switch almost exclusively are like really excited for it, though. Really? Yeah. Is I, it going to run on the Switch? Well, I mean, it's an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty game. Okay, I bet on in handheld mode if it, if it runs at 720p and I doubt it's going to be a locked 30 because nothing runs at 30 frames a second on the Switch. Nothing. I mean, <laughs> except Mario Kart, uh, you know, uh, especially ports. Most ports are pretty poor uh, uh, aside from a select few. But um, okay. yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like excited to play this in handheld mode. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. I'm like, my Switch is for Nintendo games and some indies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mine's for first party and some indies. That's it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, when I when Nintendo Power Block was the only show I was doing, I did play the entirety of Doom and Wolfenstein on the Switch, which Damn. are pretty decent ports, actually. And The Witcher 3 is actually a pretty good port. I would, you know, if you don't have any other console and you're traveling a lot and you want a game that's going to last you a long time, The Witcher is actually pretty good. Uh, but Fair. Um. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't really have anything else to say on the subject, uh, unless you guys do. I don't. Um, Neither do I. I, I think I think we've said our takes. Yeah. Um, oh, excuse me. Is there anything else we want to hit on before we get out of here? I. Um. I think we're good. I. Th- I think. I think we have a show. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah. Nice and tight. That's how we like it. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I gotta prepare oh, you for after dark, Laron. This is not after. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of the Boss Rush Podcast. Uh, Andre, thank you for joining us tonight. I missed your always face. a pleasure, boys. It's always a pleasure. I missed your face. I miss you too, Corey. I miss you too. Yeah. But you are you are a workhorse by doing so many podcasts, I and I I, I applaud you. No, actually, no, don't do that. I need to stop doing so many um i applaud you um i appreciate you i i really glad that we got to do that we need to when when ed comes back from vacation like i said we'll get you on pal block so we can talk about some please do yeah please do i would love to come on and chat uh laron i appreciate your time as well um what did um what that uh what that stormtrooper call call finn in episode seven traitor yeah traitor yeah (laughs) Uh, you guys are relaunching Crossroads soon. Yes, we are. So, yes, we are. We as, are. As, a, as a matter of fact, we need to start doing the social media campaign and stuff like that. Um, I gotta, I gotta pick, I gotta pick, uh, Mister Mister Camera Wizard. You know here, you know Andre, because uh, he needs to teach me the he needs to teach me the the blueprint for uh, for shorts. 
because this guy if you guys if you guys go to social media like he basically does a youtube short uh what like every other day now yeah i try and do one like every other day now yeah yeah those are great yeah and yeah like I feel like I'm your biggest cheerleader, man. Like I like I always like like sometimes like they'll come across like when I'm on my phone scrolling, they'll come across that and I'll see like I'll see like I'll see like you you know like the number of likes you get on this stuff is like it, it's not the biggest number, but you know like I see it and I'm like, huh, I I'm pretty sure like one of those is already me. <laughs> it's bigger it's bigger than our numbers. That's that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, like I I just I posts and i just don't really care to look at the light i'm just like i've gotten to the point where i am posting because i want to just make it mine and it's just basically a diary of like myself so i there is no niche i post whatever from gaming stuff to just funny things to just tech tech stuff to just life that's me. You're like, you're like those corn stars. Like you, like like you create you create the footage, then you you never look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, you create wow. it, you set it out in the wild, and you're just like, nope, that ain't me. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Uh, oh, man. Gosh. Jeez. Uh, All right, we're getting out of here. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Follow us on social media at Boss Rush Network. Uh, Go to our Patreon if you want to support us. You get stuff early. Get a few exclusives. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, our exclusive conversations from Patreon go up there a couple weeks later. And uh, I think that's it. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye. So long. Bye-bye. The Boss Rush Podcast is a product of Boss Rush Media LLC and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. This show is produced, written, and directed by me, Corey Dierig. My co-hosts are Stephanie Klimov, Laurent Dawkins, and Edward Varnell. You can find Stephanie at Klimov underscore author on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on the EXP cast. You can find Laurent at Exodus803 on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, and also on Crossroads, the video game podcast. You can find Edward at ThatRetroCode on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting Nintendo Power Block. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IamCoreyInHD and find me hosting Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast, and co-hosting Nintendo Power Block. Find the Boss Rush podcast on all social media platforms at Boss Rush Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.